short, as I was saying before. What I wanted to do is uh, update you on a few things that hit the priorities I spent some time articulating last year. So I, I, I think of uh, at least part of my job is, is to make it clear to you what on earth I'm doing. And it took me a little while to try to figure that out. Um, still figuring that out. But um, when I shared with you last year that my number one priority was strengthening the faculty, um, I um, anticipated making some great hires, and we have. Um, I anticipated making some, some progress on the evaluation process. Uh, the the self-evaluation process. I know that that's still a tricky and challenging process. We're, we, we're more transparent than even we were the year before, but more progress needs to be made. And so we began some conversations um, on the Senate level last year and also on the Rank and Tenure Committee and amongst the deans, and um, we'll continue to do that. I do know, Dr. Walls, that compensation remains a serious challenge, and um, I know that it was a frustrating year in many respects. And um, we just had the 2% cost of living adjustment, so we didn't slide behind, but we all know that we need to make progress on your compensation, and that remains a real priority. So I, I want to assure you of that. Um, I'm not going to try to give you some limping explanation for why more progress wasn't made. It's complex. Um, I don't want you to have the impression that anyone's trying to hold back money that's hanging around someplace that we could dedicate to this purpose. But um, you heard from Jason and you heard from John that um, we're, we're moving forward in really important ways. And I do see us making progress on that in the future. I do see it essential to our um, growth and excellence. So um, a few other things that, that we focused on this year. I, I worked with um, some alumni who contributed more money to faculty research development. And so we'll be able to offer more support over the course of this year. Uh, primarily that will be done through the King Hager, the Hager Research Scholarships. And I worked with the Faculty Development Committee to modify some ways in which proposals are reviewed to make sure that there's uh, transparency and equal access and careful review. Um, and I've been working with the Rank and Tenure Committee to think about ways to offer better coaching for our junior faculty as well as better ways to offer post-tenure support, right? So um, many of our, our faculty, as you know, um, we, we offer all kinds of support on the front end of tenure, but what do we do on, on the other end of tenure? So we, we need to do more there and we're working on that. We're also, we've, we've developed a partnership with um, a research firm that's helping us with grant applications, and many of you have been involved in that process. We're moving beyond just science applications for grants to a number of, of those in the humanities and social sciences jumping on board as well, and we anticipate making some real progress there. On the second priority, uh, working towards a more integrated experience for the students, the intellectual and human and spiritual formation. Of course, we, we hired our new dean of students. Um, we have an excellent chaplain who's really done great work with our students in campus ministry as well. I'm, I'm especially excited about the partnership that has developed between faculty and RAs. So we had a, a trial period last year of an RA mentoring program where faculty members spent um, some time coaching, getting to know an RA, working with the students who are on their floors. It's now the case that every RA has a faculty mentor with whom they're working. And this is a, a great way to get faculty involved 
in um, the lives of our students, we know that that's absolutely essential to their formation. And there's been a, a great outpouring of energy from many of you to participate in that program. So thank you very much for that. We also, for the first time, have a, um, a director of counseling. We've had growing needs in the area of counseling, and Jonathan Sumter is our director of counseling. You've probably seen some communications from him, but he's putting together a really effective strategy to help our students to um, uh, acclimate to their college experience and, and provide support for those students who are struggling in a variety of ways with respect to their emotional well-being. And he works with a couple contract counselors, but he's, he's a, uh, a University of Dallas employee. Um, with respect to, to uh, collaborating with the deans on, on the academic support side, I mentioned already the grants um, office. Um, we folded the SACS work that uh, Dean Hohertz oversees into the Office of Institutional Effectiveness. Um, the director of the Office of Institutional Effectiveness is now the assistant provost, and that merely signifies two things. Um, internally, the the Office of Institutional Effectiveness, used to be, used to be institutional research, has a uh, particularly significant role to play with, with SACs, with um, still reporting out, but also we're, we're ramping up for our strategic planning process, and that's going to be um, relying in many respects on the provost office. Also, it signals to our external constituents that that office is within the provost office. So I just want to be clear, no new administrator was created there, um, just a title change. Um, Sally already addressed the um, Office of Personal and Career Development um, retaining the DEA plan. And I want to remind faculty members that there is support for you to bring in speakers. Um, you, you only need a, a fairly faint connection to something having to do with a career, right, in, um, in, in the field of your choice, okay? So um, many speakers in the past have given um, a more formal academic address as well as an informal conversation about how they made their way to um, uh, their particular career. So don't feel like this needs to be um, an impediment, the, the career connection. In fact, it could be a really rich opportunity to um, bring people to campus who will benefit our students. Um, and the last goal that I articulated to you last year had to do with, with finding ways to um, continue to lead by example, um, um, by which I mean um, I'm still a professor of philosophy. I'm still teaching when I can. Um, sometimes to the chagrin of my wife who wonders, why am I doing that? I'm supposed to do this other job. Um, but it's, it's important to um, um, making sense of why I'm still serving as a provost. Um, and um, I'm still contributing to um, my discipline. I'll add one more important priority this year, which is to, to do everything I can to support President Hibbs, um, who I, I consider um, a real blessing for this university. He's already done a tremendous amount to move us forward. Um, he is, uh, as far as academics go, profoundly impatient. Um, he wants us to move forward quickly, which is a, a, great, a great virtue, and um, um, you'll hear from him in just a few minutes. I, I wanted to give you a few housekeeping items, a few updates. So. The director of the Counseling Center is in the McDermott suite, um, and that, I know, has caused some consternation. 
I, I met with uh, Michael Terranova and a few other people about making sure that um, um, we thought about keeping the McDermott suite still able to be the McDermott suite, and it is. We have not uh, changed it this year. We're trying to figure out how to find enough room for health, science, uh, health services, um, uh, both medical and, and um, um, mental, psychological, and um, the, the Office of Campus Ministry. And we're just on a, a space squeeze. And so that's one of the things that we're studying this year. But we've brought online um, what used to be called the Corbett Suite. So we, we still have the same capacity to house people on campus. Um, we recognize that that is a, a tremendous uh, opportunity to infuse guests with the life of the university. And you'd still go through Kelly Gibson in order to do that. It's in the, the student departments. Kelly O'Neill. Yeah, sorry, Kelly, um, <laughs> wherever you are. Dr. Dr. Kelly Gibson. <laughs> give give her a call. She'll she'll work on that on that uh, <laughs> on that translation for you. Um, so if you have any Latin questions, contact Dr. Gibson or um, Medieval History. So um, many of you have have expressed to me concerns about. The, the lack of recreational space on campus. And that is something that I'm certainly well aware of. Um, why would you express that to me? Well, I'm, I'm over athletics and I'm over student life um, as well. And so I'm supposed to fix everything immediately. It, it's taking a little while. We need a little bit more land. We need another gym. Um, we need um, another um, rugby pitch and a few other things. We'll, We'll get there in, in due course, I, I'm convinced. Um, but I did want to let you know that the rugby pitch is remaining the rugby pitch through at least Christmas and um, we hope through the whole year um, as the Guptas continue to, to work with us on, on what they're going to build there. But we, we have now a little bit of time to make the appropriate plans so that we can find another place for the, the rugby team and others who use that field, like um, the University of Dallas, um, Ultimate Frisbee team, thank you. Um, I've played with them, but I forgot what it was called. Ultimate Frisbee. The, the, um, um, we have a new university calendar, so still work with your, your, your um, assistants to book um, uh, times for speakers and other events that you're planning, but um, we all have access to this through our, our website. It's much improved over what we had before, so um, uh, look look to that. And part of what we want to avoid, a number of you made comments to me that uh, we, we had about a two and a half or three week period in the spring where we just had major speaker after major speaker after major speaker, right? How did that happen? Well, um, part of how it happened was just um, opportunities, people passing through that, that uh, were able to come to campus. Others, um, a lot of careful planning to bring them at that time, but we all, jumbled up on top of each other with these different efforts because we didn't have uh, a calendar that was effective enough, enough to make sure that, that we could avoid that. Um, finally, I, I want to say um, something about the Constant Dean search. First, that we will be having a search for uh, a permanent dean of Constant College. And I've been putting a lot of thought to how to um, conduct that search. I um, have already talked to um, a probable chair 
Um, we have not confirmed that yet, and a probable vice chair, again, um, not absolutely confirmed, so I, I want to be careful in, um, uh, careful to not say their names, but um, part of, of what I want to avoid is any um, suggestion that there is disciplinary favoritism on the search committee, and I want to make sure that um, the committee is able to find the next leader of Constantin College who, who really represents the whole. And so um, if you have questions or concerns that you would like to share with me before all of this rolls out, please feel free to contact me. I will say that um, one question I had is, you know, is it really the case, JJ, that, that the search is, is only open to external candidates? I don't know where that came from. It's open to internal and external candidates. We're not going to be working with a search firm. Um, I think we, we all know enough people that we can reach out to. And we've, uh, thanks to Dean Hohertz, we've been building a list of, of people who work in key um, relevant spots at other universities. And um, um, the, the goal will be to, to have a representative search committee and a, a very careful review of candidates. So um, again, feel free to, to share with me any particular concerns you might have, but I do want you to know that that is on the agenda for this next academic year. Now, without further ado, 